Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that always stays up to date with the latest trends in gaming. Coming up next, our review of the exciting new game that's taking Japan by storm, Tetris. I am your I am your ancient historian, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is my vicarious youth consultant. It's Mr. Young Duty Dutrim. How are we today, young sir? I have Fortnite installed on my PC. I'm hip. I'm young. I'm with it. I'm cool. I'm with it. Yes, there we go. Got to do the hip thrust at the end. It makes all the sense. Yes, um, we are here today to talk about video games and video game pop news and all the rest of it. It's all hot. Um, But yes, Tetris is amazing. I I will just say I have played Tetris Effect quite a bit on the PSVR and holy shit, that's a lot of fun. Tetris on the VR. (laughs) The blocks, they're coming right at me. <laughs> See, this was one of those things. I was, I was expecting this. Like, yeah, you know, I heard such amazing things about Tetris VR, and I thought I'll try it for myself, see what it's like. I was expecting like blocks to be coming from behind your ears and all over the place. It's literally just a Tetris thing in front of you that doesn't move, and like there's just like like a big environment all around you that changes and all sorts of stuff. So, so if you look around, is there just nothing? There's just like these these artifacts that are going all around you. So you could be underwater in the desert or something like that, and it's you know it's flowing all around you. And the blocks are all different themes depending on what place you're in. And there's different noises, and the music's amazing. Like it is a a very amazing Tetris experience. But at the end of the day, it's just fucking Tetris. I'm good. <laughs> you could still get an amazing experience on a flat screen, but it is very immersive when you're in in the VR universe of it. So. Yes, very interesting. Very interesting to watch. I'll stay. <laughs> I'll stay. Oh, look, I, it's one of those things. I, I think it's one of those very good VR experiences that I've had, which have been very few, few and far between. So there's been um, the uh, the Star Wars game, the shooty pilot gamey Squadrons. Thing. Yeah, the one I'm talking about. That's the one. Um, and Tetris. And that's uh, Blood and Truth was okay. Oh, that like, was that, the, yeah, big the shooty shoot- one that you got me to play when we went over to your place. Yeah, so we played the demo when you came over, but I got the full version of it, and it's okay. It's it's better than the demo version. It's still just okay, though. It's fine, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's it's fine. It's nothing like getting, like, Half-Life Alex. I've heard, is really good on the PC. Yeah, um, apparently that's quite good. you have to have the PC set up to, uh, to do that. Well, your new so. PC will be able to do it. So can you plug your PlayStation oh, VR yeah. into it? Mate, I I don't know. I'm sure I can find a way to jimmy it on there. So. If not, just get a, um, anyway. an Oculus. They're not overly expensive now, I don't think. Yeah, and then have it, like, sign my life over to Facebook. No, thank you. I mean, um, why not? Yes. What else are you going to do with your I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. You're not, you're using, not, you're it not using it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the news. Um, let's kick off with the first thing that's happening on the news. And it, I don't know what what is exactly going on here, but it looks pretty amazing. Mm. Um, Xbox have announced today that they are doing a special partnership with Adidas Originals. You mean Adidas? Did you see this? I did. Yeah, Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> Adidas, Adidas, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm calling it by the correct name. Correct Adidas. name? It's a dude's last name. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, they basically uh, combined with Xbox to produce some Xbox shoes. So if you need some green footwear in your life, these are the guys to do it for you. What do you reckon? Have you seen them? Have you looked at them? Uh, I have seen them. They look, they look kind of cool. I don't know if necessarily... Even if, like, I got a pair, I don't know if I'd necessarily wear them. I'm, I'm more of a high-top guy than a, than a low-cut, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if that- so they are the, uh, the low-cut skater shoes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They're your globes, but they're Adidas. Um, I'm more, yeah, the high-top guy, like the Chuck to All-Stars sort of, or, the, or yeah. the, the Vans high-top, stuff like that. I mean, they look cool, though. If they were in a high-top, I'd probably get, get a pair. Yeah, they're, they're, they're severely okay. I'm a little bit iffy about, like, the. it's just that old school Xbox green, if you know what I mean. It's, it's the not OG, the new yeah, Xbox it's the OG green. Xbox, yeah. yeah. It looks like someone spilt Mountain Dew on your white Adidas shoes. So, it's exactly um, what it yes. looks like. <laughs> we wanted Baja Blast, but on your feet. Um, yeah, no, it's. You, I don't even know if that's the green one. You're, you're, it feels like your feet are doing construction work while the rest of your body just goes, nah. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. I always feel really clumpy in those shoes. But yes, there they go. They've um, they've partnered to produce 
a a footwear and footwear and footwear um, which you may uh, t- decide to wear whilst you're playing PlayStation because you won't be going out of the house with them. Um, interesting to see if they do any more of that though. If they've got like more gear, but it is just the shoes from what I can see so far. Well, we've had we've had um, gaming company. I think uh, Ubisoft Australia or Ubisoft in general partnered up with Reebok for Assassin's Creed Valhalla this time last year, uh, and they had the shoes correct. and the hoodies and the shirts and stuff like that. Um, Reebok just announced that they're doing Ghostbusters Afterlife shoes. Oh, I saw those. They, they look terrible. There was one <laughs> pair that I went, you know what? I might oh, take a look at them. Um, they looked shit. Come on. Don't fucking defend them. They're Reebok. They can <laughs> they can afford you not to defend them. Reebok do some... Did you Have you seen the Alien Reeboks? They look fucking dope. Yeah. It's the actual shoes that Ripley wears, man. It's fucking cool. I... I know. They look fine. They look absolutely fine. And the Assassin's Creed stuff looked absolutely fine. Um, this stuff, not so much. I just, you know, I don't know. I think Ghostbusters, the one that no. looks like the slime Xbox Ghostbusters original, too. no. Yeah, but I don't want slime on my shoes. What's wrong, what's wrong with slime on your shoes? Oh, look at this, dude. You can get now, of, um, I think they've marked them down, the uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla Zig Connecticut shoes for $126. Where? What a bargain. Where? 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 Reebok.com.au. Where? Check them out. Where? They Where? Are, uh... Where? 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 <laughs> I had to. Um, They're actually quite cool. Oh, there's Jurassic they, Park cool. ones. Holy shit. Jurassic Jesus Park Christ. shoe stompers. Let's stay on the gaming news, all right? <laughs> Next on the gaming news, Jurassic Park 2. No. Um, yeah, that, that, look, I, I'm all for gaming, like, clothing going over. I think there was one stage... I think Nike did some did PlayStation hoodies? Uh, Yeah. Xbox have done some hoodies before, and if you're part of the yeah. ambassador program, I think you get your gamertag put on the back of it. Um, ah, okay. But I don't... I think Nike did some for um, PlayStation, I think. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I'm I'm all for I'm I'm all for wearing that stuff as long as it's not too fuckingly outrageous. Like you know, just wear a big fucking PS5 on your chest. I just don't think they're the right logos to be wearing on clothing outdoors, um, because you're not among friends outdoors. <laughs> Remember that, gamers. You're not among friends. I mean, y- Ubisoft have done some cool like the merchandise for um, Rainbow Six Siege is cool because it's literally just the the six with the gun logo in it. And it's just like, yep. if you know what it is, you know what it is. It's not like, hey, look at it, it's a video game shirt. And it's like, no, it's just a six. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's fine. I like subtle stuff, like video game stuff that alludes to the video game, but doesn't outright say, I'm a big fucking nerd, come and steal my wallet. It's attached on a chain to my hip. No. Well, you can't steal it, your <laughs> wallet if it's on a chain fuzzy. That's the whole point. I had, <laughs> I had two of those on my for. wallet when I was a kid. Not one. Two. Really? Yeah. I had oh, two. I had a dog choker, which was a long one that went by me knees, and then I had a normal length oh. one. Yeah. Oh, dude. I was an emo oh. kid. I had I had the chains and I had the uh, the Doc Martens and the skinny tight jeans. You were certainly something. That's let's just say that. Oh, yeah. You were certainly something, sir. I I, I, had a, I had a rifle casing around a necklace around my neck because it was fucking cool. Oh, oh, I just, my whole body cringed. I'm oh. giving so much ammunition to Kermit right now. I don't know what happened to that <laughs> necklace. I think I gave it to an ex-girlfriend to wear and then I never got it back. Oh, dear. That was, yeah, that's when you knew it was serious. Oh, and I had right? fingerless gloves. I had possum fingerless gloves. That was cool. Hey, fingerless gloves are fine. I wear fingerless gloves. Well, I used to when I used to leave the house. But, um, yes, I, I used to wear them. They're, they're still cool. They're still fine. They're not emo. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling myself. Yeah, but if you're wearing a hoodie or a jacket, <laughs> makes sense. If you're wearing a Metallica t-shirt and then fingerless gloves, yeah, probably not. Uh, yes, fair enough. Yes. Anyway, let's not give anybody <laughs> any more information about ourselves. Um, let's talk about some more news. Uh, the other piece of news I wanted to talk about this week before we get into the big one, um, there is the Windows 11 update which has come through. Have you updated yourself yet, dude? I have not. I haven't even actually... I've, I've saw like a thing saying Windows 11, but I don't know anything about it. So please go on. So what you've got now is called Windows 10. Um, yeah. And then we're going to go to Windows 11. So that's the next one. It's one more. It's like iPhones, but with your computer. Um, so <laughs> if you have a uh, brand new PC, then all the new stuff's going to come through um, with Windows 11 installed. If you're on an older machine, you may get updated at a later stage, um, but you can also go through and force download itself like from the Microsoft Store. Yeah. 
Um, so yes, go check it out. Um, check out some of the requirements on there. There are a bunch of different features in there that um, can you know, provide you with new tools to do. There's multiple desktop management, all sorts of really cool new features in there. So yeah, if you're uh, if you're an upgrader, if you've got upgradeitis. Windows 11 is out and available for you to download immediately. Well, there were some pretty cool features from um, from Windows 10 with the Xbox Game Boy. If you hit Windows G, it would bring up like your performance center, it would bring up your Xbox friends list, it would bring up all this information for like or, like for gaming. It just come in handy, like especially if you're doing crossplay yeah. with uh, like Call of Duty from PC to Xbox. You hit Windows G, you can jump straight into a party chat. Who you know for for a friend yeah. playing on Xbox, it was it was cool stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, my big hope for um, for Windows and uh, Windows 11 and the Xbox Game Pass place is uh, that it will actually work properly. That's my big hope. Well, that, um, if it does, then that'll be great. Works fine. It's fine as is probably as good as it's going to get. Um, let's move on anyway to the big one. Yes. Big piece of news: PAX Australia is happening this weekend, but it not is. as you know it. It's 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 all online. So, um, for those people who had previously bought tickets or were really excited about attending, uh, unfortunately, we're still under lockdown conditions here in Victoria um, until forever, apparently. Yes. And we are just going to be doing these things online from now on. So, uh, that's very exciting. It's happening this Friday through to Sunday. There are events happening all the time. There's panel discussions. There's games. There's all sorts of things going on. Um, so do check it out. I think um, Kotaku's got a really good list of everything on there. Um, but they'll be updating everything through their Twitter feeds and social media channels. So definitely check it all out um, if you're interested in checking out some of the PAX discussions uh, and events that are going on. I'm I'm particularly looking forward um, to some stuff. There's some uh, people from Deathloop, some of the cast members and developers from that yeah. um, are going to be talking about Deathloop, which will be pretty cool. Um, and there's been some uh, some really interesting other things in there. There's also um, uh, talk about a lot of the tabletop industry within Australia, which will be interesting. So um, yeah, yes. Gaghead's not just do a computer live, games. Um, Star Wars D and D. Um, oh yeah. So the the crew Gaghead. It is Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, it is Claude Garrett, who is an Australian living in the states. I think uh, it is yes. Claire Grant, who is Seth Green's wife. I believe Seth Green is in on it as well. Uh, and my buddy, Sam Witwer, is going to be the GM for it. Um, and they do. Ooh. They used to do a lot of it on Twitch. They used to do like Sea of Thieves, D&D, all this sort of stuff like that. And they'd have big wigs just come in and just fucking hang out and play D&D with them. And dude, Freddie Prince Jr. is a nerd. Like, well, not to say that he ever wasn't not a nerd, but like just can't, <laughs> like he's the most welcoming dude. Because like as soon as you start streaming and start showing that stuff, he's like, here's my Xbox gamer tag. If you want to reach out and play games with me or whatever... Jump on board. If if I'm online and I'm playing games and my party's open, just jump on in and chat. I sent him a message once just being like, hey, man, you're rad. Just have a beer and just chill out. You're, you're a cool dude. And he responded like two minutes later being like, thanks, homie. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Freddie Prince. I am Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. And he's kept that screen up ever since. He shows everybody when you come around to the house. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, it's like <laughs> C.W. Stone King liked my tweet and I didn't even tag him in it. How fucking cool is this? <laughs> yes well there you go so there's lots of events happening over the course of the weekend so definitely check it out um through pax.com um or through their social media channels for pax australia um very excited to uh, to see a lot of those events over the course of the weekend and they're all at fairly reasonable times as well so they're starting off at about just i think it's about 11 o'clock for the most part uh and going through till sort of 8 9 o'clock at night so there's lots of things happening over the course of the weekend yeah and we did go to pax in 2019 and nineteen, 19 yes. <laughs> it was by far the best convention I've personally been to. Like, like you, oh, you yeah. go to Comic Con, and don't get me wrong, I love Comic Con. I'm a comic nerd, but like, you get the people that go to Comic Con who just want to buy their collectibles or toys, and they, you know, they line up to get autographs from celebrities that come in, and they've got a bag full of stuff to sign, and they're just in the foulest mood. But I did not see a single person in the foulest mood at PAX. Like, everyone is there to hang out and play games. No one's a douche. Like, no one's going there to, like, get a bargain on a statue and then get Jason Momoa to sign it. Like, it is just an open, awesome atmosphere. And, like, as soon as you walk out Mm. of PAX, it's like there's cosplayers and people just hanging out and they're just socializing and chatting. And they're like, hey, let's go grab a beer. Okay. It's it's, it's a great I'm. 
I'm very excited to uh, eventually get back to PAX whenever it, uh, whenever we can. Hopefully next year oh, yeah. uh, we will be able to. But, um, yeah, it is definitely a very cool event, so I'm looking forward to the online edition. I think it's a bit more planned out than last year. Last year's was a bit sort of haphazard, um, as it were. So, yeah, this year I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what's going on. Mm. But, Duty, we're brought to everyone by a sponsor today. They are Culture Shock Collectibles, the number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Have you put in your pre-orders for Venom 2 Carnage statues <laughs> or, <laughs> Fuzzy, or the Tom Hardy where half his face is missing? Let me tell you something. There's a lot of things I'd rather spend my money on than Carni- Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Let me go through some of them for you. I bought a comic page. I bought myself some toilet paper. I ordered pizza that is waxing. I ordered a pizza that is literally walking distance down the road and paid for delivery because I couldn't be fucked. There are so many things in this world, Fuzzy, that I would put my money into than Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage. Because that movie, it just looks... It, obviously, we're going to talk about it at some point on the podcast, but I told Fuzzy before oh, yeah. we started recording Nerd last week that I just went onto YouTube and typed in Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage end credit scene, watched it, and just went, cool, I don't care about the rest. And apparently Hot Toys do, because they've released Carnage Deluxe Figure in two versions. There's the Standard, which will set you back $630, and there is the Deluxe, which will set you back $720. And I shared it on the listening community. If you're not a member of the Shake Not Know the Listening Community, of course, jump on Facebook and jump in there. But it, uh, it showed the size of how tall Carnage is to compare to how tall Venom is. It is basically Rocket and Groot. Like, this is a red Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy 1, spray-painted red and black, and put a Venom head <laughs> on top of it, and it's, it's Carnage. It is... I mean, you're not far wrong, yeah. You, you <laughs> look at the model, and it's like, it is literally Groot take the tree parts off, put some fucking red sperm on him, and it's carnage. Like, that's what the character model is. And they're charging you... Don't put red sperm on him. I mean, come on. just I know there's somebody who's going to do that. Don't. Yeah, someone will. Um, <laughs> but it's they're charging you $720 for that? Nah, dude. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Hot Toys do, can do some great stuff, and whether it's due to the movie's crap or that they had to, to throw out a figure and they didn't have much time to develop it, whatever the circumstances may be, this doesn't look good. The difference between 630 to 720 for the deluxe version and the normal version. The deluxe version comes with a half 50-50% Venom head that is half Tom Hardy, half Venom sort of like encompassing his face that you get for Venom that isn't included. So it's like if you want Oof. this Venom head, you need to get the deluxe Carnage set to then put on your Venom that you've all had to buy separately. It's just, uh, I mean, that's that's annoying. It's, but you know, if that's your thing, if that's your thing, go for it. Like, no one's saying don't. We're just saying we're providing our personal opinions on said red fruit. (laughs) (laughs) But there are a heap of cool. If you are a hot toy guy, or if you if you want to get something like that, or or gal, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, There is, of course, the Mandalorian Boba Fett repaint figure. That is basically Boba Fett from the end of uh, the season where he's on the throne. You can get it by itself for 350 bucks. That's not bad for what it is. Or for 560 bucks, you get Boba Fett and the throne. And a little setup and Mm. stuff like that. So it's like a cool little display sort of thing. There's a Spider-Man No Way Home Hot Toys. There's Shang-Chi Hot Toys. There's Deadpool in an Iron Man outfit because Hot Toy have too many Iron Man outfits. It's really weird. Um, there's a King Shark one, which is only 360 bucks, but it is, I think, a power pose, so it doesn't necessarily have much movement. But anyways, there's loads of things. There is um, uh, the Three Jokers McFarlane toy set, which is kind of tempting. Um, okay. And heaps yeah. of cool shit. And there's a new logo for Culture Shock. I don't know if you've seen this, Fuzzy. Oh yes, there you go. They've got they've updated themselves. Yeah, they've got a they've got a new logo that looks pretty schmick. It's gotten rid of the red backing. It's it's got more the it's still the Shazam Black Adam logo. And um, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it looks pretty cool. It's pretty wizard, pretty sexy. So yes, go check them out. Collectibles dot com. Your number one stop for your le- nerdy, lurdy, lurdy, 
learning. learning. Collectible needs. Blah, 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 blah. Lots of L's in there. Um, let's talk about it. We've got a couple of things to talk about this week. Well, mainly Duty Duds. He's going to do a lot of the talking. I'm sorry. I'm going to do a lot of this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And questions. Um, but he has he has been doing a lot of gaming over the last week, and he's going to tell us all about it. Yes. So I'll start with a, the quick one first. Uh, thanks to uh, EAANZ and the EA Content Creator Network, they reached out all the EA Content Network, or the EA Creator Network, sorry. Um, I kept saying Content Creator, and then I went, Fuck, it is the EA Creator Network. Um, they reached out saying, would you like to get some early hands-on um, preview with the Battlefield 2042 beta before it goes live? And I went, yes, I would, Kent. Um, and <laughs> I got to play that alongside with a heap of other streamers, reviewers, journalists, stuff like that as well. Um, and we basically got to play the beta that is now available now for, for everyone to go out, download and play. Um, and this was, I wouldn't say my first experience with Battlefield, but... I hadn't touched Battlefield since Fuzzy and I played Battlefield 5 and we played it for, what, maybe a week or two, I think it was, Fuzzy, and then we just went, nah. Um, well, you did. I played some more. Oh, okay, well, yeah, maybe I did, yeah, because it was, it was, we had a lot of fun playing it, don't get me wrong, because Fuzzy and I, like, not necessarily for Siege, but for Battlefield, Fuzzy and I were like, there's a dude over there, there's a dude over there, there's a guy camping this spot with a sniper rifle, don't go down that alley, all that sort of stuff. Like, we have fun doing that stuff. And that's exactly mm. what this game 2042 is. It's the same style of Battlefield 5 in regards to, you know, you're sitting there at your, your, your TV, you're sitting on the couch, it's on a big TV, and you've got your controller in hand, you've got a beer on the coffee table, or in Mean Fuzzy's instance, you've got a bourbon or whiskey on the computer desk, and you're sitting there on the mouse and keyboard, <laughs> and you're calling out and you're just having a bit of fun. Uh, we got to play one map, which is the map in the beta. It is a huge missile silo, open explored missile silo map um, with multiple different areas. So there is basically a large standing missile silo um, that you can climb and climb the top of, or you can go into an elevator and go up the top and actually try and snipe from the top of that. There is completely opposite that on the other side of this long runway, there is basically a... a sort of a, a giant skyscraper that in actually encases another missile as well that you can get inside of that uh, and like you know you can claim the capture point which is on top of that building there's some that are inside tunnels there's underground tunnels that move between areas it's it's exactly what battlefield is compared to say call of duty where call of duty is more small scale this is a hundred and shit i think it's like 138 players playing at one time something like that off the top oh, of my wow. head um yeah and we you know first game we jumped in completely full server like it was literally like when you play or when you watch the trailers how like you literally turn over and you see a helicopter spinning out of the sky and it's crashing near you and smoke's going up in the air and all that sort of stuff like it was literally that with so many people playing at once um yeah wow and it was it was a load of fun and it was it was there were moments that felt like big large-scale battles like you would expect in battlefield but I had moments in the game where I swore too much, so I couldn't put it in my video. But I had one-on-one <laughs> -on -one fights with, like, I was on a rooftop with a with an RPG, and a dude was in a helicopter, and it was it was basically like Die Hard. But I was trying to like stay on the rooftop and take out this dude in a helicopter, and he just kept getting the better of me. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm respawning in the same spot. I'm gonna get him. And you can have those little intimate sort of fights while this giant war's going on around you. Um, mm. And you even well, that's that's one of the magic parts of these games is you can have your own little battles within battles, and it just it's it may not make a difference to the overall result of the game, but you have your own little challenges within you know these larger scale battles. Yeah, exactly right. And um, it's I, I did get Ian asking like, "Hey man, is it is it worth taking a look at?" And I'm like, "I know." For Ian's case, he likes Call of Duty because it is a smaller map size. There are larger maps, but not to the case of Battlefield large maps. Battlefield large maps, you physically need to spend a couple of you know a couple of matches or an hour or so learning the map, and then once you've learnt the map, you're like, all right, cool, they're over there. I know exactly what direction I need to be running in. Where this map is huge to the point where it's like, all right, I spawned at the wrong point. There's no vehicles around me. I'm gonna need to run. Ugh. But like. <laughs> there, there's always something going on there's classes like there are in the normal battlefield games um but classes now have special abilities so rather than just you know an assault a technician a medic the medic will have a healing gun that's basically a revolver with syringes in it that when you shoot them at an ally they get healed or you can shoot yourself um the yeah. assault has basically a harpoon gun um so you can fire it onto objects and you can zip line a building like immediately 
rather than taking the elevator and stuff like that. So it lets the assault class move a little quicker. Uh, the the sniper class has a drone that they can sort of put out and the drone that you control will actually scan and ping targets around you so you can see how far or where people are on the map. Um, so there's the standard class system, but then each class has their own sort of special ability. Um, mm. The cool thing I found as well is they've bought over the um, attachment mechanic from Crisis. So if you played Crisis, you could basically pull your gun up in front of you, sort of hold it sideways and you've, you've got it in front of you and you can change the attachments, like put the suppressor on, change the side. You do all that on the fly. You don't do that in the menus before game. So you don't need to die, you know, go back to a menu, change your attachment, respawn. If you're hiding in a corner and you're getting, you know, shot at from a distance, you can basically look at your gun, change the attachment and then, you know, come around a corner with a different attachment and different style going. So it actually came in real yep. handy for these big open maps. I was getting shot to shit from all angles chucked on a scope and went there you are um so yeah it's i had a lot of fun with it um i'm excited for when it releases because i did play this solo like i didn't play it with a crew because you know i was one of the newest guys in the service so i didn't really like i'm like hey i know that guy from streaming hey i know that guy from this and that like i'm not gonna say like hey can i play with you so i just played by myself (laughs) (laughs) you big loser yeah yeah hey well i was gonna say like how did it go with having so many people on the same server at the same time like that's obviously one of the big ones uh no no problems there now it was an early access beta and it was one of those things that i sort of expected going in but as soon as you like first round first game or like as soon as the, the round starts and you're spawning in there was a bug that it didn't let me change what class I was playing as. I'm like, all right, well, I'm st- playing as the Jake Gyllenhaal-looking assault guy. Fine, whoop de doo I'd spawn in a <laughs> jitter for maybe 10 seconds, 15 seconds, like it'd, like graphics loading in, it'd, it'd be a bit jittery, and then it would just smooth out, graphics would come in, it was fine. If I died, then I could change my class. Like, that was the only real issue I had. There was nothing of, like, there's too many people on screen at once, it's freaking out. None of that. Yeah. Um... The only other bug I encountered as well was there's an AK that you get that basically all, all classes can use all weapons, so you're not tied into using certain weapons for certain classes. Um, That's good, yeah. And there was an AK assault rifle that I actually quite enjoyed using, but every time I died, it would reset the attachment. So every time I respawned, I'd need to re-equip the attachments each time. But mm. that that was that was you know a small-ass bug. That was it. And the cool thing was I found as well is not only are you attached to... Um, or not attached to we- weapons. So if you want to be a sniper and run around with a shotgun, you can. Don't know why, but you can. Um, <laughs> but you're also not li- attached to um, your support abilities. So every class has their own ability. Like the assault guy will have the the sort of the zipline harpoon to to shoot himself up into a building quickly rather than taking the stairs or whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, his his normal like ability will be drop an ammo bag, so anyone around can just get more ammo or drop a healing bag you can actually change that to whatever you want it to be so you can remove the ammo bag and put a repairing tool in so if you want to play assault with a heavy machine gun and a repair tool you can the only thing that you can't change over at least in this beta was you couldn't change over the the harpoon repel gun like that was a class specific item um if you wanted to play a medic with a submachine gun and an rpg you could like there was no problem with that the game was like yeah cool if you want to do that that's fine um, so, well, that's good. Yeah. I think they've been re- really restrictive in the past with, um, you know, especially with Battlefield Five and uh, and others, where they, you know, you, you had specific weapons for specific classes that were really focused on that specific skill set, and it could be, I suppose, less than fun to play that. So, I, look, I, I get the class system within, uh, you know, within those games specifically because, hey, look, you know, they have specific roles for for different people you know modern combat or you know futuristic combat will be different from um i suppose olden days combat yeah and, and so i think it's nice a, that they've they've adjusted with that time that yeah they're, they're taking a little bit of that call of duty thing where it's like well yeah you can run whatever class you want to but or like whatever weapons and whatever abilities you want to and stuff like that and they're sort of doing it here but it's also like well if you want to use the zipline ability though you need to play the assault class. But that's fine if you want yeah. to play assault class and you still want to run around with a sniper rifle, like the exact same one that you've got equipped for your for your, uh, for your sniper class, no problem. You can run around with that, with that sniper rifle or whatever it is. But 
it's, you just won't have the benefits of that specific class. Yeah, it's the specific the ability that that class can do, and it's not a, like a weapon or something like that. Like it's a healing syringe for the medic, it's the zipline gun for the assault, it's the drone for the the recon guy, and the heavy or the the, the engineer heavy has basically the alien sentry turret that he puts down. Like that's it. Other mm. than that, everything okay. else can be swapped over. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the map's huge. The graphics are great. The music is very Hans Zimmery as well. Um, so yeah, do, do with that with what you will. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I had fun with it. I'm looking forward to when it releases. I know it. I believe it's going to be cross-play, um, as well as it's going to run on the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One. It will have smaller server sizes for the previous gen consoles. Um, so. I think it will only have 60 or 70 players at once rather than 100 and something. Um, yeah. As well as it will have cross-progression. So if you play it on the X, on the PlayStation 4, you get a PlayStation 5, immediate cross-progression. Like, you, your stuff just immediately just transfers over. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's that's nice that they've got that in there. And I think um, there's the open beta that's happening this weekend as well. So if you haven't had an opportunity to check out any of the videos or anything around that, you can actually jump into it this weekend and get a bit of a, a bit of a try before you buy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like uh, I've been playing a little bit of COD here and there with Tom and Ian. I'm like, yeah, COD's COD, but like I like Battlefield for the f- for the sake that. You know, like you said, there's a war going on, but you've all got your own separate battles as to, like, we're holding a position, we're charging down a corridor, whatever the fuck it might be. And I can understand, though, why some people will go, I'm not a fan of it because it's too big, but there's different modes that they're going to release with this game where you'll have this big standard battle modes and then you'll have smaller, you know, 12 on 12 or whatever it might be, but you'll have smaller modes like the rush modes and stuff like that will come back. Oh, rush is is one of my absolute favourite game modes within Battlefield because it just, it's the attack and defence, you've got multiple different levels within the level if that makes sense so like there's stages that you can travel through and there's you know fighting for control of potential you know of of control points or whatever else is going on there's just it's really interesting they they're constantly mixing things up whereas those large-scale battles you feel you can get a little bit lost in and there's also a real heavy um bias towards players that can use um like the equipment and the machines and all the rest of it really well um especially like you just get uh, when you've got somebody in the game that can fly planes really well like they just absolutely own everybody on the map so it can be really frustrating playing some of the other game modes but when you take out the you know take out the equipment or mix things up to give some extra bonuses to um to the people on the ground that makes a bit of a difference as well so very intrigued to see you know what sort of new game modes if any come through yeah and that was a, like you could see who the veteran players are when you when you jump on battlefield and don't let that be a the tractor oh, yeah. as well like if you jump on battlefield and you see someone is completely fucking owning the skies in a helicopter it's like all right cool he's owning the sky <laughs> that's just the experience yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you can take him out you have basically freed up a lot of fucking free space for people to run around because if there are some people who will just do bombing runs all over the field because they know that's where the people spawn and rah, rah, rah. it's like if you can take him out you've saved a lot of lives <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. They're very interesting. I can, I think initially it can be a a daunting experience, but over time it definitely um, helps to. Uh, you definitely get better at it, and you learn what you can and can't do. You can't just run around like you're you know invincible like you can in COD. There are very much um, yeah. There's very much things that you have to do to progress in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But it's it's. I, I think it's incredibly access, uh, accessible. Um, so, I mean, yeah. As, yes. as you said, we'll download be the out this weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what else have you been up to, Jody? What's what else have you been looking at playing over the last week? Well, of course, thanks to Ubisoft ANZ, I got to also play Far Cry Six. Uh, of course, before launch, it, it is now out today. Um, it is a, it's an interesting title. Some people love it. Some people say it's fine. Some people absolutely fucking hate it. Um, I know Fuzzy is keeping away from uh, reviews, but he sent me an article today where it's just it was a uh, it's it's the same thing. It doesn't it hasn't changed anything. It's the same game from 2012. Um, yes, you're not wrong. It is the same game from from Far Cry 3. Like it's the same thing of there's you know instead of outposts to to capture there's checkpoints like vehicle check-in points where it's more 
uh, unlike an outpost where it's like, hey, it's above that hill or it's, a, it's, a, on, to, it's on top of that hill or it's down by the beach. It's off the road. Go get it. <laughs> Checkpoints are on the roads. Yeah. Um, so you basically have to do them. Otherwise, your car gets destroyed. Um, but it is it is the... It's Far Cry. If you've played Far Cry before, it's basically the same as the previous ones. It looks better. Now, Duty, yes. I, I do just want to say, like, I just want to jump in here with the, uh, the article that I did send you because... Yes. It is quite hilarious. Um, he paraphrased quite a lot in there, and that some of those phrases, sending you an article, did a lot of heavy lifting in here because it is a, a Vice non-review. Now, it's very specific that they've called out that they didn't review this game, but the title of the article is Far Cry 6 is Creatively and Morally Bankrupt. Um, this isn't a review of Far Cry 6 because, honestly, I can't play this shit anymore. So that's... the. <laughs> That gives you a little bit of a taste of some of the adverse feedback that's coming in from, yeah. uh, from for Far Cry Six. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. Like it's to to see something like that. Like I've I expected something similar to that. Having done a few of the recent Far Cry games, um, I expected something around this sort of ballpark. So yeah, very interesting to see that now. Yeah, it is. It is the same as Far Cry three and four and five. It is, it is literally just small minor tweaks here and there. So, yep. The villain is Giancarlo Esposito, who is Breaking Bad. He's Gus Fring. He's in The Mandalorian. He's in The Boys. He's in fucking My Dreams. Um, he is the be- Jesus. He is the <laughs> he's the best villain I think Far Cry has had. He's better than Vass, who was also in uh, not Breaking Bad, the Better Call Saul. Um, He's better than Vass. He's better than Pagan Min, who was Far Cry 4. He's better than Joseph... Joseph Seed? Jacob Seed? Uh, the guy from Far, Jacob, Far Cry yep. 5. Um, he yep. is the... Unlike previous Far Cry games where they had this trope of introducing the villain at the very start to get you on board, and then you wouldn't see them till the end, Gus Fring's uh, Anton Castillo is in the game. He isn't like, oh, he's in every level, and go try and kill him, and I, oh, he's escaped. He, but he... Everything you do in the game... It sh- <laughs> the villain is, is in another castle. Yeah, exactly right. It's, it's not like that, but it's like everything you do, it's, you know, every major milestone that you do, it's like, oh, you've cut off a supply line or you've fucking, you know, blown something up. It goes back and it shows his point of view when he's finding out about it or something's happening about it. Uh, yeah. And it's 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 like Negan from The Walking Dead. It's once he's on screen, you're glued to him. Like, I want to see more. And that makes you want to do more missions to get him more pissed off and seeing more of his stuff. Um, I oh, mean, they they've made a really big deal about this, like you know, as opposed to like previous years where they've sort of just gone, oh, here's a new villain, and everyone knows that based on this game, it's you know the villain's always big. Mm. They made a big deal about him being out there, and it's like, oh, you don't like me as a bad guy, do you? And he's, he's doing this really interesting talking to camera, breaking the fourth wall thing. Um, so yeah, they've, they've made a big deal about him being in this game. So it's good to see that they're actually properly using him. I know in previous games, I think it was, uh, is it four with, uh, pagan men? Yeah. And it was like, you know, every time you do something or occasionally he'd just pop on the radio and talk to you. And it just never really, like you say, it's, you have the villain at the start and then the end, it never really felt that carry through, even though they're constantly talking to you. So it's good that they have, you know, clearly spent a lot of money on a, an incredibly hot property. Um, and are actually you know using it to pay off. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's it's fucking fantastic because yes, John Color does do his thing of he's happy and he's laughing, or you know he's he's a bit cheery, and then his face just turns stone, and then he basically sort of turns into that Judge Dredd sort of sort of styling, and it's just like, <laughs> damn, it's so good. Um, <laughs> I've, I've I've enjoyed the game. I, the gameplay is great. The fucking soundtrack is actually pretty good because it's not. It's not Skrillex for starters, um, but it's it's music that fits. There's in. some dubstep in there, though, right? There, I haven't no, I haven't heard any dubstep. No, um, it is you're playing on this fictional island called Yara, which is basically uh, it's it's Cuba, um, and it's it, they've said that the get the the island of Yara has been frozen in time for 47 years. So there's like 60s cars, like old school coupes and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, very much Cuba. Yeah. Very much. Um, everyone sounds like Tony Montana. Um, <laughs> so it's it's really interesting. Oh, like at one point, though, like of course, there's a mission where you have to go to a tobacco farm and burn down the tobacco just to see how fucking great the fire effects look in Far Cry. But music plays, and it's just this. It's this great like build up, sort of uh, traditional music, and it's not. 
it's not fucking in your face. And then, like, you know, an hour or two later, I was going somewhere and I called the, the rebels to, like, deliver me my car. And the car rocks up and fucking Ricky Martin's blasting out of the speakers. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm loving this. <laughs> um, you do have uh, companions in the game. They're called Amigos um, because Cuba. And uh, you've got a gator called Guapo, which I'm fairly sure means handsome in Spanish. Um, it certainly does, yes. And he's a uh, he's a combat amigo who will literally just fucking bums rush in and try and grab people by the head. There is a uh, a feisty rooster called Shisharon, who is he is literally he's a rooster that has like this death metal bracelet around its neck and it's got a nose like nose fucking piercing and stuff like that. It's got giant razor talons. It's the only animal that you can't like only companion that you can't pet because every companion in the game are now animals. And if you try and pet him, he attacks you. So it's like he's constantly on edge and it's just like, it's fucking terrifying. And this is a game, I'm just going to say that you have a pet fucking alligator as well. And you can can pet the alligator, yeah, yeah. You can scratch under his chin and throw meat at him. You can pet the alligator, but you can't pet the fucking chicken. No, you you go down to pet the chicken and he attacks you and you're just like, okay. Um, oh, Jesus! It's, it, he's he's <laughs> this. See this game. I'm just going to ch- jump in and just say this is what I've been dreading as part of this game in the lead up to you know Far Cry Six. There's been all this like you know the the press about it, and it's it's very much oh here's all the animals and oh yes you can definitely pet the animal because that's the first question anyone can asks. you pet them? Yeah, and you have an animal sidekick. Can you pet them? Totally fine, totally reasonable. It's just like one of those gamer sort of meme things, but it's just. This game is just turning into a fucking parody of itself. It really is. It's like somebody's tr- decided to take the piss out of all of the Far Cry games, which they used to do quite well themselves. <laughs> Hello, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Like, they used to make amazing piss takes of their own genre, and, and it was really fine, and it was really fun. And I just... And then they started doing what was it—the crossover between um, the, that motorcycle Trials. game and, and Far Cry Blood Dragon. It's yeah, Trials of the Blood Dragon, and it just like ever since then it has been a well, even probably before that, it's been a steady decline into just fucking craziness. It is. It does have a little bit Chickens of that craziness that you mode. can't pet. Yeah, and alligators that you can. With the alligator wears a fucking jacket. He's got a shirt. Yeah, what the fuck is going and on? You can change his outfit and put him in uh, camo, and he's got a little bulletproof vest on, and someone smeared he, camo on him. He is an alligator. He can't change. You don't have fucking wardrobe changes. He's got <laughs> fucking leather on. Yeah, he's got he's he's got wardrobe changes. I'm sorry, fuzzy. You can you can oh, put him in a you can put him in an NBA hoodie and put a gold chain around his neck. No. Oh. I'm sorry, Fazer. That's that's just the rules we follow here in Far Cry. Um, and of course, you've got the character, uh, the the yeah. amigo that is uh, Chorizo, who is a sausage dog, um, who is in a little wheelchair. He's a puppy as well. Um, he's actually one of the best fucking amigos you get. Now you do have Boomer, who comes back from Far Cry Five. He's the the dog. Um, but yeah. in the game, he's called Boom Boom. And when you find him, there's like notes around a shipping dock. Like there's an experimental American weapon in the shipping dock. Go pick it up, and it's it's Boomer. Um, oh. And Boomer's awesome because Boomer, like, he's a stealth amigo, and he like immediately like, he jumps on people's necks and rips their throats out like he does in Five. But Chorizo is the fucking bomb because he's a cute, adorable little dashing puppy, right, in a wheelchair. And what's his what's his job when you go on, you know, try and fucking go into a base or whatever? Is he distracts the guards? So the guards will go, oh, looking cute. You know, get out of here, man. you fucking stupid dog. Oh, they go, look at this cute little dog. And that just lets you either go past them or that lets you fucking sl- slice their throats in brutally fashion ways. It's He's fucking cool. Um, if you do have the special edition, you get some Far Cry Blood Dragon stuff. One of them is a uh, is an Amigo who is a, he's the K9000. Um, and it's like a, it's a cyber dog. It's, it's kind of cool. Um but the the big thing here as well is there's these things called Supremos. They're basically weaponized backpacks that you have on your back. That's basically like ultimate abilities and Overwatch and stuff. One of them is a giant flamethrower sort of wave that shoots from your back. So you sort of jump up in the air. That looks like you've tried to light your farts. Like, basically, let's be yeah. Honest. You, you, you what, jump in the yeah, air it, and you pull it, a, you pull a cord and it just fire shoots out in all directions. Um, just it it's uh, so stupid. It's. I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're describing a Saints Row game. Like that's how stupid it sounds. It is, it's, it is it's actually it's, going a little bit into that parody now that you think about it. 
it it completely is like Far Cry used to be this whole thing about like you know getting in touch with like the animal elements and all the rest of it and like you know you're this you know, this person who's becoming one with nature and like learning all these things about the world and now it's just it's it's something else it really is it it's it's Saints Row meets you know Fortnite meets Far Cry like it, it's not quite what it used to be. What do you think, Jay? Ain't what it used to be. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, look, I, and I will say, like, you know, yes, I get games developed and all the rest of it, but and there was always a little bit of comedy within Far Cry games, which was fine. Um, you know, they constantly, you know, oh no, I've been shot. Wrap a bandage around my arm. Oh, oh no, I've got a cut. Yeah. Wrap a bandage around my arm. Like, it's, like some of that stuff. Or the, the, like, oh no, I've fallen off a cliff and I'll dig a bullet out of my arm. Like, yeah. they, they're just, they're so. Like they're, they're just these copied you know, animations because it's just silly and that's funny. I get all of that stuff, but it just feels like it doesn't, you know, uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's actually making fun of itself anymore. It sounds like it's just falling into the loop of trying to be, oh, we got to out Far Cry ourselves. <laughs> and they just, I mean, can't. A, a little bit. It does have that that goofiness side to it like yeah there were points where i had to heal myself and it was like i had a broken finger so i just snapped it back into place and it's like i'm healed or like i'd been shot okay. so i'd light a yeah. cigar and just burn my arm with a cigar to seal the wound um yeah but then you have like you have those over the top crazies not crazy but you have those over the top moments and then you get like a cut scene with uh with sean carlo esposito and it's it's just the whole dynamic of here's this fucking tyrannical dictator and he's fucking killing people in the streets and he's just this the biggest douche but like can't take my eyes off him and he's trying to teach his son like this is how you be a leader for this country and his son's like this doesn't feel right and you're just going around this like moral loophole a little bit with him and it's 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 yeah. fucking insane cuz like there's one point where there's a there's a guy that you know you've been working with and he's a prisoner and the president comes in and gives a gun to his son being like kill him we don't need him you know this is what a country needs we need you to lead kill him and the kid goes no so he just goes all right well then you can watch us as we beat him to death and it like, forces him to watch him and he says he gets beaten to death and it's like holy shit that's dark and then it's like 2 seconds later don't pet the chicken uh so yeah i mean it, yeah, there's uh, yeah. a. It's a little bit of a mix, and like you talk about, like you've talked about the brutal kills and stuff like that. Like, there's always been a real visceral nature to like the combat and some of the action that goes on, and some of the the you know, the cutscenes when you stab a guy in the chest or slice their throat. Like, there's yeah, there's some really interesting like stuff within that. But yeah, it just I don't know. They, they, there's never seemed to be. There's never the balance anymore. I don't think it seems to be multiple tones within the story that and, and within the gameplay that contradict each other. Yeah, it it, it does have a couple tones like that. Um, but I mean, it's it's sort of like if you've played one Far Cry, it's sort of the thing of if you've played one Call of Duty, you've played them all. But I would say that if you've played Far Cry and you like Far Cry and you want it to be, if you want it to have a better villain, this is definitely the way to go. The villain in this is yeah. absolutely fucking great. Um, the the gameplay and the world and the attention to detail and stuff is awesome. I did have a couple of graphical issues. Um, it also caused my computer to blue screen twice. Um, <laughs> but I <laughs> that's a slight issue. It's yeah. a slight issue. Uh, I uninstalled it and reinstalled it without the HD textures. So the game says if you have eleven uh, for PC, if you have eleven gigabytes of VRAM, then install that HD textures. Even if you install them and opt not to use them, that's what causes the crash because it's like you've installed it. You're not using it, so the game doesn't know what to do. Um, apparently, it runs yeah. fantastic on Xbox and PlayStation, so there you go. Um, but I still recommend it. I had a lot of fun with it. I know with you know, there's Ubisoft games that release, like Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Didn't release great. I enjoyed it, and now it's even better because it's fixed. Um, so, yeah, I, I would probably give it... it Score-wise, it would sit between a 7 and an 8. I'm leaning more towards a 7. If I had all my graphical issues were fine and stuff, it'd probably be towards an 8. But it's also yep. coming out at the best time, uh, as his you know, previous guest of the show, G-Man, said. Um, it's come out at the best time because, at least for us in Melbourne and, and him in Sydney, is 
we're stuck inside, the world is shit, and this world sucks, but at least you can go outside and shoot things and have like and just destroy this world and, you know, have a bit of fun in this crazy setting where you can't do that here. Um or you can't mm. do that in real life. But it's yeah. it's it's fun. Like the villain is by far the best. It's a fantastic villain. The world is pretty cool. Like the, these rebels in in the island of Yara have made weapon attachments out of common household things. So a laser, mm. a, a, a red dot sight for for a standard rifle, right? Yes, you can get the traditional, you know, military one that you see in Call of Duty and Battlefield and stuff. But there's one that they've got that they've literally taped a piece of glass to the top of a compass and then they just have a laser pointer like that you buy from a $2 shop just pointing into the glass <laughs> and that's the dot going into the red dot. It's like, holy shit. Uh, okay. And they have a silencer that's using an old fucking milk crate and it's like, that's the silencer. After you shoot it a couple of times, it will start to burn up and get hot and then it will start to break. So you need to like be careful with how frequently you're firing. Um, but it's just yeah. like all of these like ingenious things of like getting trash, strapping them together and making them a weapon. A little bit like how they did in New Dawn when you played New Dawn there is a weapon that fires CDs at people. So it's like you load in a fucking stack of CDs because, you know, it's an obsolete <sighs> media and now you fire it and it, like, slices people up. Yeah. So it's that's, yeah. Again, like I said, it's become a parody of itself. I mean, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's so an you, enjoyable you gonna, parody. I, I want you to nail down a score because you just, you've kind of floated. Give me a definitive answer. Fuck, graphical issues, whatever. Just ignore that they may have happened. Definitive d- score on it. Oh. Come on, pick a side, dirty. Don't sit on the fence. You get blisters on your bum. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight. It's better than World War Z, and why give World War Z a seven? So it's a it's a four okay. out of five. Um, there we go. Yeah, I I enjoy this much more than World War Z, and yeah, I give that a three point five. Um, if you've not played a Far Cry game before, this is a good one to jump onto because it's got the best villain. It is the prettiest. It's got a good soundtrack, all that sort of stuff. Um, while the previous Far Cry games are good and they added in those, like, you know, the trope of a villain, the trope of companions, all that sort of stuff. This game, yes, it is a culmination of basically everything that we've previously had with a little bit more added in, but nothing, like, you're as good as you as your villain. And the villain in this is fucking awesome. Yeah. No, Even the introduction no, to this game is fucking awesome. Like, it's a great introduction that makes you just want to keep playing. Interesting. So, yes, if you're in it for the story, I think you've come to the right place. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, no, it sounds like it's a very interesting playthrough. It might be one of those games to play if you haven't played, far, like, the last couple of Far Cries. Yeah. So, if you haven't played f- uh, four or five, maybe a good time to jump back in. Maybe not one of those ones that uh, for for people who have played uh, right the way through the series though. Yeah, I didn't play New Dawn. I think you covered that one that originally released. So yeah. I haven't played Far Cry since five. So it's been what three years, four years, I think, since a Far Cry game. Yeah, or since then. Okay. Um, so it was it was fresh for me in that regards. It's fun co op as well. If you've got a buddy that's got it as well, it's actually pretty fucking fun. Especially when you're coordinating together and you're both using your special yeah. abilities or you've both got a bow and arrow or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's mm. great for that as well. Yes, there we go. So, um, yes, definitely uh, check that out. I think Dirty's got his review up on his channel. Um, or you can go to Vice um, for that review that I, um, I, I talked about on it's Far Cry 6. It's an interesting article. <laughs> I give it a read. It's fucking great. That guy is fucking sick of it. <laughs> uh, but, yes, we'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about packs and all of the things that we watched over that. Uh, we'll be talking about the uh, the open beta for Battlefield 20-whatever um, it is. So, yes, that's the one. Uh, yes, we will be back next week to talk about all of those things and more. Uh, until then, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if you have an alligator, please, 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 please do not try to pretty woman it and do like a wardrobe montage. It doesn't work. It does not work. And this is Duty reminding you that Far Cry 6 says touching the chicken. No. <laughs> no. No, no.